you'd like an encore. Okay, now we're live. <laughs> encore of what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, sweet mother of everything that is holy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah. Superstar. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. This is Mistakes Were Made. This is the Nightmare Box presenting Mistakes Were Made, presenting our weekly Two Star Tuesday. And I realized, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on the episode that I did uh, this past week, that I didn't introduce either of us, so I'm not a good ship commander. I didn't even notice. I, <laughs> I probably cut you off and like, <laughs> went running with it. I was like, fuck it, they know our names. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I said the name of the episode. And it's all okay, because that. that means that there's no technical soundbite that they could use in court if anybody is upset with the last two star Tuesday. <laughs> if anybody's like, I can't believe that they had the gall, I'd be like, hey, can't prove it was me. <laughs> Dude sounds a shitload like me. I'll give you that. You know. <laughs> but my name was never attached to that project. So <laughs> don't know what it's on you. our podcast. It was submitted by a fan. Ooh. Um, <laughs> speaking of our podcast, our podcast is officially on Spotify now. Welcome to Spotify. Figured that shit out. Went took, ahead and told Brandon what's up. Took way more effort than I thought it would, but we are now live. Hell to the fuck yeah. So we've had a, a productive day. I told myself I was going to sleep in until 10, and then the, um, the lawn people at the apartment complex decided that they were just going to start all of their lawn equipment directly outside the bedroom window <laughs> at 8.15, so uh, still slept in, like, a little bit longer than if I had whole, to go to work. A whopping <laughs> 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Went to the laundry, uh, the diner, and <laughs> discussed this movie. And there was a lady in the diner who looked an awful lot like the ghost. I don't know if you noticed her. I didn't. That, that, that old lady with, like, the long, scraggly gray hair. <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. She was a sweetheart, and she was talking about her grandkids. But she looked like the bitch in the house. <laughs> Oh, and uh, during our very productive meeting at the diner, yeah, uh, I took show notes for the first time. <laughs> Kristen has got her own portfolio. I am so fancy. Fucking professional as fuck. <laughs> and uh, we got to get you a legal pad. Like you can't, yeah. you can't walk around with loose leaf spiral yeah. paper. Yeah. That belongs in a spiral notebook. Well, spiral notebooks belong in high school. Mistakes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get you some fancy stationery that's got your name and address up in the top corner and like little like romantically read Ooh. like letters like um, like a thickness to the page. You know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah. So when I flourish it it's got some real... It's almost like you gotta lift it with both hands because it's, <laughs> it's too good. You're like I can't damage this piece of paper. I have to let it fall silently away from <laughs> That's what you deserve, and that's what we're going to figure out how to get you. <laughs> then you can just 
fill it up the way that I fill up my legal pad, just scribbling sideways, <laughs> crossing shit out, some shit. Writing in, in my excessively shit. large handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen fits like five words on a line. I really do though, because look, take her, like, where I wrote where write. they filmed it, it's only four words and it takes up the, <laughs> the, whole, the whole line. Life. The whole line on this sheet of paper is filmed in Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> I have an astigmatism and I can read that from across the table. <laughs> I didn't even have to squint. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have very large, bubbly handwriting. It's all right. I, I, I write like a schizophrenic patient in 1874. Yeah, pretty handwriting. It's, it's, I mean, it's got a cool, like, sway to it, but it's microscopic and aggressive looking. It is very tiny. Yeah. Anyway, um, welcome <laughs> to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made, doing the Two Star Tuesday uh, with the beautiful, the effervescent, the not tie. Uh, Kristen Pennington um, <laughs> and me, the also not Thai uh, and not effervescent Brett Blue. Well, you shaved I, your head today. You could, you could I be a I did monk. shave my head. I look like a shiny dick. <laughs> I was thinking the monk in the film. But... Oh, that's that's racist. Um, <laughs> I am not a Buddhist monk. I, I, I love the, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Buddhists. Uh, I hear there's some shit going down with the Buddhists in India. They're angry. As a person who grew up in the Western Hemisphere, I didn't realize the Buddhists could riot. I didn't or get angry. I thought that I got to learn a lot more about religions. I'll call Nick. Nick will let me know. <laughs> it's, it's Nick's shit. I'll be like, why are the Buddhists angry? And he's like, they're always angry. That dude lit himself on fucking fire. I, I'm, I, I digress. <laughs> to more interesting things about <laughs> Thailand than this goddamn fucking movie. Um, and what movie is that? That movie would be 2017's classic Ghost House. What an original title. Considering it has nothing to do with a ghost, it's a <laughs> demonic possession. It is kind of a stupid title. And I it really that. has next to nothing to do with a house. <laughs> no, they spend next to no time in a house. The whole thing <laughs> kind of takes place in a cemetery in the woods. <laughs> That's the point. They're in a strip club. They're in some... Wi- okay. No, we got to get through the basics first. So this got a 4.7 on IMDb. A 22 Critic score, Bitch. critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Well earned. And a twenty-one audience score. I will give it a steady five percent. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad as an understatement. <laughs> we, I have most of my goods are two words long. <laughs> we don't have any trivia for you guys today. I don't know if we've got the names attached to the right characters. And you might ask yourself, you might go, "Hey, Brett, why, why do you not have any trivia today?" And the answer, you curious person who lives inside of my head. Uh, this movie's so bad, there is no trivia on IMDb. There is no Wikipedia article about this film. There's not even like a little red Wikipedia article we'd like you to write about this film. And uh, so we have no idea what the budget was. Where uh, almost everybody on the IMDb page, IMDb page who was listed as an actor. None of them had headshots. Yeah, they all like looked like two the, or three that yeah. did. Like you remember like the old Iraq playing cards like when they went in and it was like the deck of people and like Saddam Hussein was like the ace of spades. No. I had like three of those growing up. But um, 
yeah, they made this deck of playing cards. And there were pictures of certain people. And then there were people that they wanted to kill, but there had never been a picture taken of the person. And it would just be a black silhouette with like a question mark in the middle of it. And that's what happens when you go on the IMDb page for Ghost House. And I don't know what happened to half those people that were blacked out in the deck of cards. I think they all died, and I think these people should all It is a very die. bizarre playing... Like, what? Well, what? You're gonna... Like, playing cards? Playing cards. I had a deck. I've probably still got the deck around here somewhere. It came in, like, a little camo pack, and the, it was, like, Uday and Kusei and uh, Saddam. They were, like, the aces, and I, I can't remember who the, uh, the fourth ace was. Why? Because we were going to war with Iraq, and we needed anybody to enjoy the experience. And so they were like, you know, what you guys are... I've never Not a political show. <laughs> no. Not a political show. Um, if you're over there, God bless, and I hope you, uh, you you get some fancy playing cards, and I hope half those bastards are dead, because I can deal with a list of 52. Not a big fan of drone strike and weddings, but, you know. There you go. Ghost House. <laughs> the only thing worse than the war in Iraq is 2017. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, um, about the only thing we know about this film other than how we feel about it is that it was filmed in Bangkok, Thailand. Don't have a budget for you. Oh, um, the director's Luckily, names? it only took two days. Do what? What were the director's names? Um, they were the Ragsdale brothers. It is their first ever feature film. And their last feature film because they have not done another feature film. But like when their yeah. name hits the screen, it's like we want to be the Cohen brothers, but Aww. there's already like the Marx brothers, the Cohen the brothers. brothers. We are the Ragsdale brothers. And it's like, no, you are two tampons with a camera. Oh. It's a joke about being on the rag. <laughs> Clever. Um, so most of our notes are coming from Horrorpedia. I didn't know his website. Yeah, I didn't either. So uh, let's hope that uh, they were accurate. <laughs> so what do we got? No, you want to do a synopsis? I don't know what's on your sheet. Oh, I just have, <laughs> <laughs> I just have character names and then yeah, my goods well, and bads. Let's left. hop into the synopsis. Am I doing this or you? You, because you were sober when we watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God forbid. Um, so the premise of the film is... This couple goes on a trip to Thailand and uh, befriend this these two British guys that are hanging out in their hotel. And for whatever reason, they all go out partying together to celebrate the fact that the couple just got engaged. You're all white in Thailand. Why take in any of the culture? Party with strangers in a foreign country who no. make a comment on your jewelry uh yeah i did that in japan i get that part of it (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so they go out partying with these two british guys trip to a cemetery in the middle of the goddamn countryside can't wrap my head around but go ahead (laughs) they go out partying with these guys and after they're hammered the two Mm. of them suggest that they drive out to a location that's supposedly very nearby um, to check out this ghost that they stumbled across. So while pissing in an alleyway. Yeah, while pissing in an alleyway, they stumbled across this ghost. So they get these two drunk-ass people in this car and drive an entire night out into the woods. The girl manages to get herself cursed like a dumbass, and then we spend the whole rest of the film trying to save her life from this spirit that's trying to kill her. <laughs> it, but it, it had so many opportunities to kill her. Yeah, so it was many. not a very 
If you say it was not a very good movie again, I'm gonna flip this table over. It, it no, just, I was gonna say it was not like, a it very. It wasn't very good, and I was like, it wasn't even kind of good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. We need a reason to go to Thailand. Let's convince them to give us money for a movie, and then never disclose how much money went into the movie. <laughs> Oh. What the fuck did this thing wind up on? Fucking Netflix. <laughs> Netflix desperately needed films. So, um, the cast has got two interesting people in it. So your main characters are Julie. Oh, Just the Jesus Christ. Girl that gets cursed. Yeah, she's the girl that gets cursed. Um, her name is uh, Scout Taylor Compton, who I didn't notice while we were watching it, is... Uh, Laurie Strode in the Halloween remakes by uh, Rob Zombie. Another cool thing, this is her first time going topless in a movie, so go Laurie Strode. <laughs> Don't know why, how you made it out of Rob Zombie's well, Halloween. She's a kid in that, right? She's like a teenager. They're all over 18, but yeah, there was nudity in the original Halloween, and I think nudity, yeah. Well, but usually you have to be over 18, so if she was in real life a teenager, she wouldn't have been able to have done a topless scene in that movie. I don't know how old she is. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if she was a teenager in the film. I don't know. But you had to see her tits in this movie, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Julie is uh, Jim's fiance, or Jim is Julie's fiance. The two E's. <laughs> French. Reno, the uh, strange underworld figure who runs what is essentially a three-room torture bar where he's just getting his dick sucked by Thai prostitutes and doing blow. You know, like, like it's just a weird room for him to do coke in. Uh, he's played by Mark Boone Jr., and that would, uh, if you watch the film, you go, that guy looks familiar, but I never watched that one motorcycle show. That's because he is Sons of Anarchy's Bobby. And if you want to see him do a much better job and a much better thing that you could probably also still find on Netflix, go watch Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I would sit through that entire show happily before I watch Ghost House again. Uh, then there's Robert and Billy, and we don't know who's who, so we're not naming actors. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Go-Go is personally my favorite part of this entire movie is the driver who sticks alongside them while they're being killed by demons and uh, Watabe or Watabi or however you pronounce the, the name um, in a non-offensive way is the ghost what do you got on your good list? Uh, not a whole lot we scrambled to come up with anything positive about this film. We sat there, we were like, we skip the good? And I was like, no, it has to be a constructive conversation where we walk um, away with something we learned. I will say there were a couple, not a lot, but a couple of really cool wide shots mm -hmm. in this film. Um, we, we have a lot of instances of Julie being tormented by this spirit. So um, there's a lot of scenes where she's like roaming around like, trying to get away from this ghost or figure out what's going on and you get like a lot of like really cool like isolating wide shots so um that's about the only cinematic thing that they did effectively <laughs> well, in this did whole those, film there's camera shots at the beginning you like those 
Yeah, but that, that's like, a, that was an effect that they did, like in post, I'm sure. Uh, um, no, definitely in post, <laughs> probably with... An overlay, probably with paint or some shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they uh, do a couple of cool shots where Julie does a lot of photography, and you get to. She see... does a lot of photography because we need the camera for one scene. Yeah. Like that's, the camera disappears after the one scene, despite the fact that it allows her to see the thing that she's trying to get. I I get a GoPro. <laughs> consider a GoPro camera just like watch it live like through the lens go ahead but yeah she, she there were a couple of cool camera effects where you get to see the pictures that she's taking through like the lens of the camera yeah. um I appreciated the fact that the since the film was actually shot in Thailand some of the locations were pretty cool looking oh um, yeah Thailand looks beautiful like I I I missed my opportunity to go over there when I was in Japan because I was spending far too much time doing exactly what they set out to do, which was getting hammered in Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, I would love to go to Thailand and Vietnam and just kind of like soak all of that kind of. Mm-hmm. It. Like they had some cool um, shots of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple of shrines. Yeah, like a cool shot of the forest from like overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they were roaming around, like going to the clubs and stuff, they had some cool shots there. But um, yeah, um, and then the very opening shot, we see the one and only kill of the whole film, and yeah. part of that was done really well. Um, it was a little cliche, like that's something you've seen in a lot of like, especially Japanese horror films. I feel like where the hands like reach out and kind of grab you out yeah. of nowhere, and. Um, they did that, and they did a good job on that part, but the actual, like, kill was kind of lame. Yeah. But... She uh, essentially got throat-fucked with a fist yeah. to death by demons, which the... is, it sounds cool. <laughs> the spirit it's... materializes out of, like, dust from the yeah. ground, oh, and that, that was pretty cool. That was one of the sickest shots, yeah. It looks like she's walking upstairs, but she's just coming out of the fucking pavement. It's like, what the fuck... Which they did that a few times. That was probably the most effective, but they did that a few times where, like, the hair was, like, climbing over the edge of the boat, like, later on in the film, and then, like, smoke was pouring through the cracks of the door. Well, it's the issue that you get when you do things like that, and then you're like, that's cool, let's do it 15 more times, and it's like, do it once. (laughs) Very beginning of the fucking movie, maybe do it at the end. I liked the hair coming over the, the edge of the boat, but... It's like the jump scares and what movie was it where I, I was like, what the fuck? Was it the eye? Yeah, I think it was the like eye. Where it's like the first million. one worked and then it's by the end of it. I don't give a shit. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Which is how I felt about the camera effects. Like they were kind of neat, like seeing. But they never changed. There was no like music to it. Yeah, it was just like the same thing over and over and over again for mm-hmm. way too long. Rough edit cuts. We'll get to the bad <laughs> What else you got? Uh, that's all. That I, that's it. <laughs> I was desperately scrambling to come up with reasons to like this I film. I thought the cemetery was creepy, which is a good thing. You need that in a horror film. Um, I thought the shrine was really interesting, like the way that they tied the scarf around the little um, figurine. A little figurine, and um, like. All the shrine shots were really pretty. It's like they, they get close enough to make it look like a house. It, it doesn't just look like this little, you know, four by four shrine. It, 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 
it looks like a, a, a house that the ghost lives inside, which yeah. would make a lot more sense than living inside somebody's throat staring at the back of their teeth all day, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, Reno had a few great one-liners. Do you That's remember true. it? Uh, not word for word, but I, I know... The are you dead yet? Yeah, I go, go... <laughs> Like when they first go meet Reno, like make some kind of comment along the lines of he thought Reno was dead and uh, Reno was like, well, the night's not over yet. <laughs> and then um, he, he gives Jim advice, which we'll get into later, that is kind of difficult advice to swallow. And he's like, oh, you're an unlucky man. You still like have a little, compassion. Yeah, there's a little pause. And he's like, you've got a conscience. Yeah. Those are beautiful lines, and those were the only two good ones in the entire film. <laughs> a lot better writing on Sons of Anarchy. You should go watch it if you haven't uh, done that. It's it's more than motorcycles and machine guns. It's Shakespeare with machine guns. It's the reason why we no longer need Hamlet. That's ten times better than Ghost House. And uh, the monk exorcism scene, which mm. you liked because you it was kind of like, okay, got rid of those white people. Let me hit you with some spaghetti. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do a, an exorcism that kind of makes the uh, Julia and Jim think that the situation's resolved and send them on their way. And then after they're out of sight, he's like, oh my God, let's baptize like, all of you real quick. Holy fuck. You believe those people? Where the fuck are they from? Who goes to the country? Like, like the whole facade of like, oh, goes away. And he's like, I don't know who the fuck brought Holy water, here. everything. Yeah, go, go, come over here. Come, come. And then, <laughs> turns out another interesting fact, go, go, not even Thai. He's Fucking Canadian. <laughs> they couldn't even get a Thai guy in uh, Thailand who speaks English. And they do that because it's... Bit... Yeah. That's the end of my goods. So I can get angry now. I yeah. think I'm allowed. But what is your first bet? Let's well, dive I'm, down I'm the gonna, hole. Because my uh, first one is huge. <laughs> it's three sentences long. I'm going to pull off of your statement about Go-Go and lead into that. Um, they shoot it in Thailand. A lot of the extras are, I'm assuming, native to Thailand. None of the main characters are. None Not a single one of no. them. There's two white people who meet two English people who meet this Canadian Thai taxi driver. <laughs> who leads them on, like, everybody speaks semi-perfect English. And, and the only time they're not speaking English, they don't bother to subtitle it. It's just no, like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, you might know Thai. And it's like, I definitely don't know Thai. <laughs> Yeah. Like somebody might know Japanese. Somebody might know Korean. But like, and your justification for having these white actors, I'm assuming, is, oh, they're actual actors. They have more experience. They'll be better at it. They are the most dog shit actors I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Except for... Go-Go. Mark Boone Jr. of Son of Anarchy fame. If you have ever... <laughs> he wasn't good in this film. He was terrible, but he almost came off like, you're not giving me Sons of Anarchy money. This film is fucking going <laughs> nowhere. This is a contractual obligation to God knows who produced this piece of shit because we couldn't have any... But the guy who played Gogo, I was like, why isn't he the main Go -Go actor? Gogo is the best actor. <laughs> and was. we learned when... What, 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 what was he before... Uh, he he not... studied civil engineering. Yeah. And then 
moved to Thailand. So I don't know if like he was just already living there and they were like, Hey, you want to be in our film? Yeah. Like moved to Thailand and did work in Thailand for a while and <laughs> then decided to start acting. This is the only movie he's ever done. He, right? had, a, he had other credits, but I don't think they were anything I think they only had like two or three. Like this is like the thing that he did with his life. And then just went back to civil engineering mm. and outdid somebody who made it into a Rob Zombie movie. And Mark Boone Jr. of Sons of Anarchy fame. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your first bet? Um, I'm going to go with the first one on my list and not the five sentence thing that I have <laughs> written down. You're saving that rant. Um, yeah, because that's going to take a while. So, um, after Julie and Jim, who spent all night driving to a place that was supposed to be an alley where these guys pissed in in Bangkok, awaken in the woods, not bothered that it wasn't a quick drive and that the sun's coming up and that they are essentially six hours away from their fucking hotel. Um, they get the haunting thing going on and, and Julie freaks out and Jim like is carrying her with the camera that needs to be in a later shot or else he would have just left it in the fucking woods and taken care of his goddamn fiance. If I get cursed, please don't leave my camera behind. <sighs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll go back for it okay like it's nobody trust me nobody She's is a... coming to this isolated fucking area that knows how a camera works and you know what Jim pulls out his phone which works in the middle of nowhere fucking Thailand no when you internationally travel you have to stay in Wi-Fi spots because you don't want those roaming charges you're not turning on the roaming charges because your girlfriend had a fainting attack in the woods and you guys got abandoned by your British buddies but sure as shit you're not going to use those roaming charges to just call up Gogo and be like, we need a lift. And Gogo's like, oh, I've heard of that place in the middle of absolute fucking nowhere. Believe it or not, it's my favorite place I like to hang out. There's no street signs for this dude to orient Gogo to where the fuck he is. Gogo just drives directly there. Is it a fucking satellite phone? Did he give him like a pin drop? You know how expensive a pin drop is in an international country? That shit's gonna cost you like 50 fucking dollars. So alternatively, he walks out and he goes, there's a cemetery here and I'm surrounded by trees. And instead of just going, yeah, that's the entirety of Thailand, Go-Go knows where they are. Go-Go, Go-Go is to them. Go-Go, Kang-Kang. <laughs> Go-Go, show-showed, okay? That motherfucker knew what the best taxi driver in the goddamn world. <laughs> Never gets paid. My Uber drivers get lost in the parking lot of my apartment complex. This dude found these people in the middle of fucking nowhere, Thailand. When I order Domino's pizza, they call me to figure out what a building I live in. <laughs> They're like, we're showing that you live in K1015 or some mm-hmm. shit like that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, there's a K on the side of the building and all the doors are numbered. And they're like, that's too big of a problem. No, go, go, the Thai taxi driver. <laughs> the Canadian Thai taxi driver. He's like that dude from X-Men in the wheelchair where he's like, finds all the brain waves. Like, Go-Go's just like, whoa, like I'm, I'm there. Like, I know where you are. I know exactly what trees you're standing in front of. Just hang out on the side of that road where apparently nobody else knows where the fuck you are because there's never another car that comes in the next six goddamn hours. Drives all the way to fucking 
Are you sure this wasn't This the is the one that I'm not mad about. <laughs> What's your first bet? <laughs> I already did my first one. What's your second bet? Um, I need to calm down. So. I'm going to skip around a bit. Because um, my second one isn't necessarily a big one. Um, pacing? Holy hell. Pacing. Oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, post pissing off spirit and enacting the haunting, we then go into a what's supposed to feel, I guess, like an ominous countdown of yeah. how much time she has. Dude, it's so, like you've got thirty six hours to go. Yeah, we get the whole. I don't know if you've. Uh, I know you probably won't get the reference that I'm talking about, but anyone listening that is on the nerdier <laughs> end, Brett won't get it, but literally everybody else in the world. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Brett won't get it, but yeah, anyone else who likes nerdier shit, um, Majora's Mask, like the Zelda video game, um, the moon is going to crash into the earth and destroy the earth, and there's a countdown running the whole time, and you keep having to reset the countdown, and they'll do dawn of the first day, dawn of the second day, and like, you know how much time you have left, and you're like, holy fuck, we're going to die if we don't do something, so like, that's kind of how this felt for me, they were like, day one. And then, like, day one, semi-realistic, like, we're hanging out in the woods waiting for Gogo to come pick us up. And then day two dawns when Gogo picks us up. And we're in fucking day two the whole rest of the film. <laughs> the sun goes up, the sun comes down. The sun goes up, the sun comes down. We I thought enough, we had 36 hours. We have enough time to drive back into the city, take Which her to the hospital. takes all fucking yeah. night, according to the alley piss British people. Yeah, like... Take her to the hospital, visit Reno twice, like, go to some random village to have her blessed, go to some random island to have her exercise. That's why hospital's better than the VA. I go over to the VA, I'm there for six goddamn hours. Like, I mean... (laughs) Like, he has time to, like... Get her out on a possession. He has (laughs) time to, like, drink all night with a random couple and then sober up to go figure shit out. Like, we're in day two the entire film. Yeah. And then Nobody the, eats food, drinks water. He sleeps. sleeps. He sleeps like while his, uh, while Julie is like undergoing the exorcism and stuff, and he sleeps in the back of the van because he's hammered. But like this dude woke up. He never got any electrolytes. Like <laughs> Gogo literally never sleeps at all. They're both jet lagged still <laughs> from the trip. Yeah, Gogo is always on the go. Gogo is a cocaine. Fan. And then we we conveniently in the final act of the film go into day three, which is like the end of her time. You know yeah. that she has left. Like you, you have like the first part of day three, and then yeah. you're dead, 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 dead. And uh, yeah, no more I... Gogo. End, end. <laughs> like I, I was just like we were like two thirds of the way into the film, and I was like, they haven't said it's day three yet. We've still been on the same day this whole time. And Brett was like, no, like it's definitely been more than a day. I was like, yeah, but they didn't say. Yeah, no. And then they pull We're up to the island. On day seven. That's how long day two is. <laughs> they pull up to this random island they're going to. And then like day three, it was like, no, no, you don't get to do that. How does Gogo know about this island? Gogo is no, driving. Reno. Reno took Reno, to the, the island. Reno, the white knight uh, fucking prostitute, torture chamber, sex club, the three rooms runner in Bangkok. All-knowing. The all-knowing pimp. pimp. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. 
This might be my least favorite film we've done. This might be my least favorite film ever. Like, what's that movie than... about the clan, Birth of a Nation? Like, I'm going to go watch Birth of the Nation. And if I can come oh, on the no. podcast, like the original Birth of the yeah, Nation, I've not the it. Matt Turner one. Uh, like, if I can, you've seen the original Birth of a Nation? I had to watch it for class. What class was, was that? It was a film study class. How did they let anybody teach Birth of a Nation? It was that, a film study that's class. That's interesting. Yeah. We studied the history of Is cinema. it better than... It's racist as fuck. Uh, no, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very racist it's about, film. It's about like the clan, and the clan is the good guy. It's not like Django. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like we're gonna build up the clan to be these bad guys. For the no, we're gonna just lynch people. For an hour and a half. Was it better than Ghost House? Technically, it was better done. It's hmm. a pretty. How does it make you feel? Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. But that was the point. Well, that was the point. It was a film study class, so we watched films that Nobody been is prominent. taking Ghost House to the fucking film studies yeah, class no. and saying this had a cultural yeah, impact. Yeah, like or, that was the point. We were watching films that were prominent in culture. And did you then, learn any lessons from Birth of a Nation? You're like, man, I really love that shot. Oh, God, no. That was a tough one to watch. Yeah, so I, I guarantee it. It's like watching a Holocaust. And then I think uh, my professor was like pulling teeth, getting anybody to open up the discussion. <laughs> he was like, okay, guys, look, you're not going to get in trouble. Just All talk. All right. College educated, <laughs> middle class individuals in white America. What what do we really oh. think about Birth of a Nation? It's okay, guys. Mm. It was a rough one. For what sure. if somebody completely forgot that they were in a film studies class while watching Birth of a Nation and their one takeaway is like, like they're going to go join the clan? <laughs> <laughs> and we watched, um, I, have, I can't for the life of me remember the guy that made that film, but we watched like interviews and like still in his old ass age, he was like defending was like, like greatest how, movie I ever made. How hyper racist he was. I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, Slow down there, bro. <laughs> you made the Klan's propaganda film. Uh, it was called something else originally. I can't remember what it was originally called. Uh, I hate the it. blacks. Like, <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the working title. He just, like, his wife fucked a black guy and he was like, you know what I'm going to do? <sighs> Alright. Ghost House. Okay. Um, I'm going to still skip my angry one. Alright. Uh, Julie and Jim fall apart immediately yeah. like within seconds of being engaged she's outside flirting with this british dude he's inside making out with strippers like the whole like and they're fighting the whole time the whole movie like there's never a i love you sweetheart and i'm gonna take care of you or she's never like well my husband's kind of a pussy so even though i'm going through this i need to take care of him like the whole movie it's like fuck you you cunt it's like fuck you you dickhead <laughs> she throws his ring back at him like that's how how far they fall apart like Within the first, so fast. within the first day of their engagement, she's like, "You can have this back." It's like you guys have been in a relationship uh, that led you. I don't know what their jobs are. I'm assuming she's a photographer and he's a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what he did, but um, where was I going with that? They, their relationship. They're, they're healthy enough to get to vacation and. Fucking Bangkok. International flight they take together. They are like doing all this fun stuff. 
Sets he up proposes a to proposal. her, romantic proposal and everything, and um, it like under the surface was like maybe the most toxic on-screen relationship I've ever seen. Yeah, it's rough. Total contrast to Naked. Well, like I believe those people might real world actually be in love. <laughs> These two fucking jerk-offs are in one of the most beautiful countries on the fucking planet. Hate each other immediately. Yeah, if you're... If you're... Also, I'm not leaving you alone with a strange British man while Thank I you. go into a strip club with a strange British man. We are either going into the strip club alone or you're staying at the hotel. <laughs> oh, what? No, I'm not cheersing you to that. No. You're... <laughs> I thought you were in danger of being sweet for a second um, there. No, no, no. Came, came dangerously close, but this movie makes me angry. <laughs> that's okay, because that's not what you said when we talked about it after the yeah, film. No, you were like, no, we'd go in together. I wouldn't go in at all. No. Uh, if you were there, yeah. Oh, you were a no, jackass. I'm not, not going to lie to you. I've been in strip clubs before. If I'm in Thailand, I'm not going to make out with a stripper. But if I'm hanging out with my dudes in Thailand, Aww. there's definitely a strip club. I'm not passing up a Thai strip club. You can't be mad at me for a hypothetical uh, Thai strip club. I don't go to the one in Nashville. I haven't okay. been to a strip club since I was Ghost 19. House. Okay. Um, I'm getting in an argument after the podcast. She's mad at me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. If you went and saw the Chippendales, I wouldn't hold it against you. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of really dumb fire effects thrown into this film for no reason. A hundred of them. Like Unnecessary. The, the story behind the angry spirit is she got married and her husband cheated on her. And then she was really vengeful and angry, and I don't know if she burned herself alive or what the fire, like how that whole situation happened, but she burned to death. Yeah, and, um, at a young age. Yeah, at a very young age. And so then there are all these really stupid fire effects thrown in throughout the entire film. Yeah. And well, she burns to death at a young age, for one, and then ages as a ghost, which... I don't think this ever happened in the history of ghosts. Well, they show at one point in the like film... Ghost of Christmas Past. Like, what she looked like before she burned alive, and then they show, like, this weirdly excessive bit of her actively burning alive and her flesh kind of melting on her face, and I guess that's how they're trying to justify the way she looks, but that just legit looks like an old-ass lady running around. Like, she's got gray hair. Yeah, she definitely doesn't look 14, however old this lady's <laughs> supposed to be. Grudge did it better. Keep the kids. And they kind of, um, I felt like abused that to an extent, like those effects, because it felt very much like Nightmare on Elm Street, like a bunch of times to yeah. me. Like Julie keeps going to sleep and getting like harassed by this spirit. And there's like this one shot where she's like walking around in the hotel but then it looks like she's weirdly roaming in some factory with a flashlight and then she just stumbles across this burning room and I'm just like this is literally straight up stolen yeah. from Nightmare on Elm yeah no it's gone the fire is um, which I'm going to let you explain it because I know it means one thing in writing and I, I think it means the same thing in film 
fire is one of the Chekhov's guns that occurs throughout the movie. Yeah, um, like the principle of Chekhov's gun? Yeah. It's the same thing in writing, so if you want to explain it, that's fine. Uh, Chekhov's gun um, is the principle that if you show an item prominently, like the example is a gun, that's why they call it that, um, at some point later in the film, the gun has to go off. So if you show literally everything in this film um the camera (laughs) is played up excessively the fire is played up excessively the talismans they put on her wrist to keep her safe are played up excessively and all of these items kind of fall off as the film goes on so like i expected you know at the end of the film that the spirit would burn alive or the girl would burn alive or something would burn but like they they put a lot of importance on this fire like she stumbles into a room that's on fire. I think one of the scenes literally transitions by flames eating up the screen. Yeah. Uh, it's like all this really like excessive prominence to the fire. And at the end, the fire is not remotely relevant to the ghost. I think the ghost gets sucked out of the house and that's yeah. it. After you've introduced a whole new cast and crew of about seven people, two of which get killed immediately. <laughs> it's like the ending has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, there wasn't even like a prominence on maybe they'd gone to that temple once before, driven past it in a boat, and the dude was like, Do not go over that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and boyfriend has to cut his finger off to get rid of the ghost, and it's not like, Let's burn the finger. Yeah, you he know, didn't something. have a ring. She had a ring. Yeah. By okay. virtue of what the ring is, he would have to cut her finger off, which would be more poetically satisfying. I just, I feel like. I mean, that's the principle of Chekhov's gun. Like, the fire should have been incorporated back somehow in defeating the spirit. Yeah. You can't introduce... I mean, it's been done very effectively hundreds of times. Thousands of times. Chekhov's gun? Yeah, the Chekhov, the principle of the gun. I don't know where they coined that frame. I don't know who Chekhov is, but I'm familiar with the thing. I know it comes from something specific, but I don't remember what it is. But, it, I mean, it, it gets used all the time in a brilliant way. And it's, like, the fun of, like, psychological thrillers is, like, figure out which part of this equation is going to be the end game. And it's a fun thing in horror, you know, where it's done brilliantly and often. It's Final Destination. <laughs> they're like, we're going to show this cup of coffee, and you're going to see these people walk into this room. And it's, like... Good luck figuring out how a cup of coffee leads to everybody in that room getting fucked yeah. up. You know? um, I, I feel like they tried to some extent, like the camera, for instance. They put a lot of prominence on the camera at the beginning of the film. Like, do all the effects of her taking photos and the big payoff, which we then forget the camera for the whole rest of the movie. Is she's flipping through looking at her photos and then she sees photos of herself on her own camera yeah. that someone else has taken. And then the ghost is in one of the photos. Apparently the, the ghost is a better photographer because her finger was on the lens for every picture she ever took and the ghost didn't have that fucking issue. So I forgot about here's that. Here's to the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> here's to the ghost picking up that camera uh, and using it like a fucking pro. <laughs> I forgot about that, which is a weird way to hold the camera anyway because... Um, a lot of the time, the controls, which she could have been shooting on manual, I guess, and had those controls turned off, but a lot of the time, the controls to adjust the focus and the depth 
um, that you're shooting at are literally built into the lens itself. So like having your hand resting on the lens as you accidentally adjusting the way your image looks and then also her fingers hovering in front of the lens the whole time. So yeah. She takes pictures like I take pictures on my iPhone. Just, <laughs> it's like, what's that big orange thing in the top left-hand side? It's like, ah, it's my pinky. Okay. <laughs> I did that earlier today while we were at the laundry mat. I was trying to take a picture at the of the diner. We, we hang out in a diner. We're professionals. <laughs> I was trying to take pictures in the notebooks, and I was like, did I really just put my own finger in my photo? <laughs> um, the jump scares. Way mm. too predictable to the point that the very last one, the eye that comes out of the darkness, I gave you a three, two, one countdown. Mm-hmm. And as I was saying one, it was like, boom, there it is. I was like, I, I'm too smart to be watching this movie. <laughs> too good for and this film. And why specifically an eye? You know, like they, they show like her way of killing everyone as she rams her fingers down the back of their throat. So why not fingers crawling well, my, out? My, I'm good with an eye in the back of the throat if the ghost is missing an eye and that's why she's reaching down people's throats. Like well, I could get that. Like you have a part of me and I need to get that back. But this ghost has both the eyes. So whose eye is she reaching for? Well, they say at one the point... The woman's eye? If she was killing dudes and dudes had eyes in the back of the throat, she'd be like, I'm just trying to win over the man because I got cheated on and then I got fucking burned to death. They say it. Like, I feel like I would even justify the eye if she was trying to possess the body because she wanted a living form. Like, even that I would justify because then it's like, oh, it's her literally in the body. Yeah. But, like, they say at one point in the movie that her whole vindication is she's just trying to still the souls of these people. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's the window to the soul. Yeah, but not literally your eye inside their body. No, bad place to put an eyeball. Just looking at the tonsils occasionally, (laughs) I guess. Like... (laughs) You get to see the back of the teeth. Like <laughs> it's not a, you're just forever staring at the back of the teeth and somebody else's like lower jaw. Like unless you were born and like if if you were an eyeball like like in the back like LeBron James's throat where he like stands over everybody and the dude's just talking all the time. And you're like, oh, I can see the whole world. Here. You can't do that. I can't even justify the eye. Five foot three. They're just staring at each other's chests. <laughs> I'll even justify the eye in the house because it's the house she lives in when her spirit's contained. But yeah, the eye in the back of the throat, the throat is literally just a jump scare for the sake of having a jump scare. And it's CGI'd as fuck. It doesn't even look like there's an eye in the back. What happens when they swallow? You go. Down so, like, blinking the... for an eye in the back of the throat? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Nobody ever paid Go-Go. And I don't find it believable that Go-Go would have put up with all the shit they put him through. <laughs> Go-Go's like, I signed up to pick you up from the airport. Did not sign up to rowboat you to the middle of fucking nowhere. To the shaman lady in a temple who has bodyguards for some reason, so apparently this is happening all the fucking time in Thailand. (laughs) You guys live on an island with no food. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, they... 
And how does Reno know that that lady lives there? How did you know that she'd be home? They didn't call ahead. Thailand's a weird place. I guess you just go with your gut. <laughs> and it's not even a house. It's like a weird temple. Like it's not. It's definitely not where she spends the night. <laughs> like we're just gonna boat all the way out here and hope she's there. Yeah, they're like Reno, and it's like everybody knows Reno because everybody's drank with Reno in Bangkok. I, I think that's how he assimilated. Like into the community. He's like, I've seen enough kidnappings. It happens once a weekend here in fucking Bangkok. Um, there was also a shot that was pretty until they fucked it up. Um, there's a moment whenever they first try to bless Julie. Like, they take her to this little village and the little ladies and the monk try to bless her. Mm-hmm. And she's unconscious and she wakes up they put like this netting over the bed to keep the bugs away and she wakes up alone in the room and like the color like dramatically shifts it's like a warm shot and instantly goes to like this really cold shot there's a lot of harsh editing in yeah part. there's a lot People of harsh editing like, talk to me talk to me talk to me <laughs> But, like, it switches to, like, a really cold shot, and she's alone in the room, and, like, she sits up, and she's still inside the netting, and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool shot, and then the netting gets sucked off the bed and into this dark-ass doorway, and the ghost comes walking through the doorway. Dressed as a ghost. Wearing the netting draped over it. Which, uh... <laughs> It's so... <Boo>. Cheesy. <laughs> So. This is the same idea you had for your two-year-old. <laughs> My only prayer is that that was a callback to Halloween. <laughs> like, like, Michael Myers wore the glasses, dressed up as a ghost, and it, it was awesome. Mind, it was terrifying. A ghost dressed up as a ghost? Are you fucking kidding me? A yeah. ghost that can now interact with the living world. Directly, material things, not just people. Well, this was, she was unconscious, so this was all happening in her head. Like, her body was still in the bed when she woke up. So is she haunted, possessed, delusional? Is she suffering some sort of fucking head injury? I don't know. Because they, literally no one else ever sees the spirit except for her. So. It's a demon. She's possessed by a demon, but not really. She's just kind of getting followed around. Like, this thing has been alive for, like, fucking 3,000 years or however long it's been and is like patient as shit and they they never explain <laughs> that's it you've got 72 hours to kill me why would I fuck you up I'm just one of the most powerful things in the world and has the ability to alter your reality they never explain why the fuck she sees a dude riding an elephant in the woods I guess the elephant and the dude just both died in the woods but that's not the lady yeah, I know. Like, it has nothing to do with anything in the film. They never, And she's horrified by this elephant, like, walking towards her, and her boyfriend doesn't see any of it. And I'm just like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, I thought maybe the ghost was going to be on the back of the elephant behind the dude or something. Nothing. She's it's just an elephant. Yeah, and some random Thai dude riding it. Why does she not see all the dead people in Bangkok? When they go back to Bangkok, why was the hospital not ten times more terrifying than it fucking was? Like, how many people do you think die in a Thai hospital? And How'd why gather a shitload of tourists overdosing on weird shit? Why is the spirit like 
basically only a thing she can see until the very final scene, and then everybody can see it. Well, when they when the dude cuts his finger off, it pulls that shit that again nightmare on Elm Street pulls the ghost into the real world, and then she runs up the side of the wall like the Exorcist. I think. They saw it before he cut the finger because Gogo runs to get the knife and she grabs Gogo by the ankle and starts dragging him back. So I think they could see it before he cut his finger off because Gogo throws the dude the knife. Well, Gogo's Thai. <laughs> Thai people have magic powers. That's my one takeaway. And, and then, of course, when they finally <laughs> defeat the spirit, girl throws up this black, inky, bloody mess, like all cliche horror films. Like, I gotta throw the spirit up out of me. She should have thrown up an eyeball. Maybe we could have a call back to the eye. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, she's like, it's like a little bully marble on the ground. <coughs> what is that? And it's like, oh, it turns out somebody shoved an eye down my throat earlier on this afternoon. All right. Is this the big one? This is the last one on my list. What do you have? Uh, the last one on my list is why the fuck is the spirit specifically targeting women? Her husband cheated on her, like, go kill some dudes. <laughs> it's what we talked about in the fancy diner earlier. Was, um, <laughs> like, she's got a teenager's attitude towards that. It's like the dude who beats up another dude because his girlfriend fucked around on him. And I've been that dude. And I've known that dude. Like, I... But you'd think if you'd been around for millennia, you'd, you'd eventually be like, you know, it wasn't really her fault. He was kind of a dickhead. Well, I, I feel like it's equally shitty, to be fair. Like, if the person that your significant other is cheating with knows that they're not single and they're cheating with them anyway, that kind of makes them a shitty person. But that person doesn't have an obligation to you. They're, you know not the one dating you. The yeah. person dating you has an obligation and to you. you don't know so. what they know, you know, like in the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, still, like, either yeah. way, regardless of whether or not they knew that they were helping your significant other cheat, they're not, like, it's shitty, but they're not the person that has a moral obligation yeah. to you. No, like, that, that said, if you cheated on me, I would, I can't hit you. And so that's my justification for it. I can't hit you, but I'll fuck that other dude up. Is like the way that it works in my dome. Where it's like, <laughs> I feel like you just leave the person and go find somebody I who's going to treat you better. I have that kind of temperament. I, <laughs> I have the drive to his house, knock on the door, break his nose, go home kind of temperament where it's like you kiss him, but his nose is going to be about four inches over to the left. He's going to be living on his cheek. <laughs> so, what's your big uh, finale? All of this said, right? All of it. The plot comes apart in the first 30 seconds. Girl gets throat fucked by demons in the alleyway. How did the British people get in trouble? Yeah. Because you, you specifically... It didn't get passed on to them. Like they passed it on to Julie and Jim. And Julie and Jim have now left the country. So who moved the shrine to the marketplace at the end of the fucking film without getting possessed? 
<laughs> well, I think you specifically, I don't think it's moving the shrine per se, it's stealing from the shrine. So when she picks up the figurine, that's considered stealing from the shrine. But she hadn't stolen yet. Maybe she had her own thing she wanted to put on that. But it, it, yeah, it is weird that she like... she put it in her purse, the whole plot line goes away. But it is a thing. plot hole that is just like... If this is something you have to transfer to another person and the first person dies, who transferred it to the two British people? And yeah. if you get in trouble for stealing the shrine and, I don't know, selling it on a fucking marketplace. <laughs> like, how... Yeah. It, it literally doesn't make any sense because the shrine is out in the BFE and the locals clearly have a lot of reverence for it they you know they're like don't fuck with that like they go to the village and Gogo's like yeah specifically like you don't steal from her like everybody yeah. knows that yeah. everybody around Thailand is good but it's gonna sit in some Thai dude's little market and he apparently doesn't know that and, you know I don't know some Aladdin character comes by and he goes oh that thing's made out of ivory and like grabs like a part of it he's like I can sell this for money to feed my family and now like because he's a dude, he can get away with it. She's not anti-theft. She's anti-woman. The irony behind it, too, though, is when they're in the marketplace. If I'm remembering right, she chastises her fiancé for touching shit. And she's like, that's disrespectful. Because he picks up this weird like figurine and is making fun of it. And she's like, that's disrespectful. But then they go out to an actual grave yeah. instead of a marketplace that's selling stuff. She's taking pictures... And then picks it up. <laughs> picks it up. Didn't like, you just get mad at him for touching shit? <laughs> I didn't let myself get... I think I burned myself out early in the episode. <laughs> I had so much rage about that. And now it's all just gone. <laughs> it's not a good film. It not a good one. It is a fucking problem of a movie. What is your takeaway? Your first feature film is probably not going to be your best film. <laughs> God willing, you guys go on to do other things that are better. Holy mother of God is your first feature film not going to be your uh, best film. But you would have thought that this came off like anybody had done this before. And the fact that the person who plays your main character played Laurie Strode, like had to like walk in the shoes of Jamie Lee Curtis and then didn't execute here the fact that you got Mark Boone Jr. of Sons of Anarchy fame um and that didn't work out and you got Go-Go who was better than literally everybody else who's made millions of dollars in their lives Maybe he's better in other stuff. Maybe this just wasn't his best film. But I don't know how the fuck the actor who plays Jim got cast as the main character. No. Like, well, I guess Julie's technically the main character, but he's the lead male character. And I'm, you were literally the We've worst actor. We've hired better people from the college. Where it's like... <sighs> like, the worst actor in the whole film. I would have bought Gogo as the fiancé over no, this dude. No, I would have loved Gogo as the fiancé and Jim like the, I moved over here, my fiancé broke up with me, and now I'm a Thai taxi driver. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, yo, it's believable, you know. Yeah, it's... Fucking uh, Christ. Do you have a takeaway? 
Yes, and um, that is go watch Mark Boone, <laughs> <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Um, fucking. While you were in the bath today, I I I looked up Thai ghost stories, and they had some interesting Thai ghosts. But my phone's plugged up in the next room. There was one that was about like a group of um, teenage uh, ghost hunters, and they went in to like check out this haunted house, and then chickened out at the last second, and then they all died in the order that they checked out, much like the film that we keep bringing up, Final Fucking Destination. And then the second one was a beautiful young woman's face floating through the air. I think that's all it did. The article was obviously translated from Thai to English and it was all broken and I could hardly understand what the fuck was going on. But basically all of her internal organs hang from her neck bone and she just like bleeds on the floor. That's creepy. Oh, it's fucking crazy, but apparently she's never hurt anybody. So that would have been a better film. She's like, whoa, <laughs> I am an anatomy doll. So my she big probably had uh, the decency to not wear a ghost outfit, though. Exactly. <laughs> she's not walking around in fishnet trying to fucking, like, or, you know, trying to cover, or mosquito net, trying to, like, cover up her, you know, heart and liver and lower intestine Jesus like letting that shit hang free you know? gotta let it breathe gotta let it breathe that's my <laughs> takeaway <laughs> <laughs> fuck this movie where can you find us on Facebook facebook.com slash nightmareboxproductions damn what about Instagram at Nightmare Box Productions. Twitter. At Nightmare Box Pro. And the website. The Nightmare Box Blog. And where is your YouTube where you can watch the thing that everybody in Italy is about to see? <laughs> uh, that would be youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington. That's K R I S T I N P E N N I N G T O N. You hit heavily on the I. And Everybody spells rush, it E. Well, you rush through the word Pennington. Slow that. <laughs> K-R-I-S. Everybody always spells it I-T-I-N. E-N. I-T-I-N. It's K-R-S-T-I-N. K-R-S-I-T-I-N. K-R-I-S-T-I-N. <laughs> okay, now can you spell Pennington? Because that's the one that's least familiar to... I feel like that sounds exactly... Or it's spelled exactly P-E-N-N-I-N-G. how it sounds. P-E-N-N-I-N-G. T-O-N. Yeah, P-E-N-N-I-N-G-T-O-N. So go check that out. Um, as always, you know, like, rate, review. Oh, I, I, we need to get some feedback going on this thing so we, you know, have more ideas. Um, if you're a creative person and you want to be involved, we're looking, I don't care what the fuck you do, reach out to us at... Uh, nightmareboxproductions at gmail. I don't care if it's a story, a film that you've done in the past, a painting that you've done. I, I, I just want to be involved with creative people, and we'll figure out where to go after you hit us up. So, I love you. I love you. And we love you. And we will talk to you in a couple of days, I guess. Oh, for a conversational one where we just kind of get drunk and 
talk about the week. <laughs> talk about dicey subjects, and there's only ever four show notes, and it's better than a ghost ship. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Love you. Bop, 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 bop.